wonderful friend, welcome to Fate FM Drive Time BQ&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Krita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, and I'm happy to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in. Please stay with us for this hour as we are about to open the Bible, have a good discussion about a very interesting topic today. Actually, the whole theme for the whole week was quite something, starting with perverse people. What's that all about? And then we have these big questions about biblical characters. We are talking about King David, for example. Can a murderer, an adulterer, be called a man after God's heart? Then King Solomon, one of his sons, does his example justify polygamy? What about Samson? Was Samson an example of toxic masculinity? The other day, we were talking about some people from the New Testament, like Thomas. Is the believer uh, able or entitled to doubt? Uh, we know uh, Thomas the doubter, you know, always we remember him about that. But we are going to talk uh, today about Peter. Do the believers ever fail? My dear friend listening today, you, be, you can be part of this program. You can uh, uh, share uh, with us maybe a thought, uh, a comment uh, in regard to all these things uh, we are going to say. Or if you have a simple prayer request. Why not to send us a text message and uh, we'll be very happy to pray on air or pray for somebody if that's uh, what you want. The number where you can uh, connect with us and you can be live with us on this program is the number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Keep in mind that on this number you can only text message. You cannot call on this number. But again, the number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. I'm waiting for your uh, messages, and I'll be very happy to to share those ones. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. You are uh, there listening, uh, and that's the reason we are also doing these programs because of you. If we wouldn't have people listening on that end, what would be the reason for us to be here in the studio and uh, do this broadcast? But we're doing because of you, and we thank you again for your commitment uh, to listen to this broadcast, Faith FM. I'm very um, privileged to have with me here in the studio a couple of um, uh, people. Uh, I mean, Eric is uh, filling in on Fridays now uh, while uh, Tracy is away, and Eric is good to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. It's great to be here. And it's wonderful to have uh, with us Naomi joining us again. She's here in Adelaide for a few weeks, uh, coming from Perth. Um, we were able to chat about a few things, uh, some of her plans. We are still talking to record some of her testimony because she has a wonderful testimony to share. Uh, Naomi is um, in love with God. Uh, she shares about Jesus everywhere she goes. I mean, she used to be an actress and also working uh, with uh, yoga. Yes, was that yeah, right, uh, Naomi? Yes. Thank Very, you for having me. It's great to be here. It's wonderful um, uh, to have you with us, and we're taking this opportunity to grab people when they are uh, coming <laughs> around here in South Australia. 
And I'm looking forward actually to hear a little bit more of your story because you have a story to share. I'm pretty sure. And my dear friend listening, you may have a story to share. Why not to contact us? And uh, we'll be very happy to do that. Even if we need to do it on another program, not necessarily on drive time, but we can do on drive time as we do with Naomi now. But uh, we can uh, have you on uh, In the Footsteps of Jesus, another program which I produce and share your story, share your testimony. Great to be in here because it's 40 degrees outside. And it's <laughs> yes, nice indeed. Here yeah, it's a little bit better. Um, I hope that, uh, you know, the air conditioning will, will kick in soon. And <laughs> well, I'll say hello to all my friends in Perth who might be listening, Joe and my sister Esther and my brother Daniel and maybe Brett. Wonderful. And I know they've got cool weather and we've got the hot weather for a change. Yeah. Oh, well, we say hello to them too. And uh, anybody else, uh, why not to tell us where you are listening from? How is the weather over there? Or just just say something because we'll love to see this family, you know, all our listeners that they connect with us in a way or the other. I'm giving you the number again. It's zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Send us uh, a message, an SMS, uh, and we'll be very happy to I'll need share. to plug into uh, Birdwood, Nick. Yes. Uh, hello to all at Birdwood. <laughs> That's <laughs> wonderful. Well, I, if I will start um, uh, saying all the people who I know they're listening, <laughs> we'll, we'll have all this hour uh, just taken by that. But we are so grateful to have so many listeners uh, and praise God for that. We have with us also on the line uh, David Delima from Family Voice Australia. Uh, David, do you hear us? Yes, Nick. Great to be broadcasting with you once again. Now again, uh, David, you are on the road, uh, not in the studio this time, in this comfort. You know, you are uh, uh, in the car. I hope your air conditioning is working well to cope with the heat out there, but it's wonderful to have you with us. Thank you, Nick. Uh, we've had 43 degrees in Port Augusta, and I've just pulled over in the quiet little town of Butte in order to make this radio interview with you. Not yes. too bad here. Okay, that's good. I will make sure that uh, you are covered there, have water and uh, some coolness there. David, yeah. I will start with you today um, because I don't want to keep you um, uh, too much, you know, and particularly with this uh, heat, uh, but I would like to you to share with us a few things under this segment as we start the program World Watch. I know that always you have uh, some things to share with us. And there is a special day coming up uh, just tomorrow. Um, would, you like, would you like to share maybe about that a bit? Absolutely. So we have Remembrance Day tomorrow. And at the 11th hour on the 11th day of the 11th month, it is the custom in many nations to have a minute of silence and to remember those who have died in service of king and country, God, king and country, as they used to say. And, of course, that hour and day and date was the conclusion of the First World War, which was the most bloody conflict of all time. And what I love to share about this, and I've been doing it in classrooms throughout the week, is to point out the Christian symbolism that's part and parcel of the Remembrance Day commemoration. So this is not something that's being artificially added or bolted on, so to speak, but it is integral to the ceremony. The point being that when young men, especially women also, but mainly young men were heading off overseas, not knowing whether they'd come back again, uh, there really needed to be a lot of Christian hope shared 
so that the families grieving and the, the soldiers themselves facing their own uh, death would recognise the, the hope that we have in Christ that there will be a resurrection and that we can place our hope in him. Mm. So in, in that sense, we can die in faith. We can die confidently. It's a strange thing, strange thing to say. But the symbolism of Remembrance Day is full of that. Mm. So the poppy, for example, uh, it speaks to us of Christ as first from the dead because the poppy is the first plant to spring to life when the soil is disturbed mm. in a battlefield or at a cemetery. Hence the, the famous poem In Flanders Fields by John McRae, which begins as follows, In Flanders Fields the poppies blow between the crosses row on row. Mm. So McRae had noticed the poppies springing to life in the cemeteries and battlefields of Europe, and he wrote his famous poem. And the Apostle Paul, of course, makes the point that what you sow is not what you get. So we put a small seed into the earth, and if you didn't know the whole story, you'd say, well, that's the end of that. But of course, God is working and the great book of nature, as I refer to it, is backing up the words of scripture, uh, helping us to be confident in what the scriptures say, because the book of nature reveals to us the character of God, as Paul says in Romans chapter one. Mm. And the, the seed springs to life and you get something very different coming out. And I encourage the listeners, if they want to look up First uh, Corinthians 15, they can read all about the resurrection body. And it's a spiritual body we read there. Mm. And it's a glorious body. Mm. And uh, what is sown into the earth is lowly, but what comes out is marvelous and glorious, just like the body of the resurrected Lord Jesus. So uh, these, these themes, the poppy, uh, is very important for us. Also, the, the playing of the trumpet. We have the many references in Scripture to the playing of the trumpet, but on Remembrance Day, we have two trumpet calls that often accompany military life, uh, namely to, to wake up and to, and to go to sleep. But mm. on Remembrance Day and Anzac Day, you'll have those two trumpet calls in reversed order deliberately, that is, you get the last post first. So the last post is the trumpet call to send the soldier to sleep. But you hear it firstly on Remembrance Day and also on Anzac Day. Then there is a minute of silence. And then you have the, the rouse call. It's uh, a call not, to, not so much to wake up, but to get up. Mm -hmm. It's a get up call. And so you get these two trumpet calls, and of course the scriptures speak about the trumpet being sounded, the dead being raised to life. Mm -hmm. And so uh, all of this is there. And uh, additionally, of course, the ode of remembrance, which references the going down of the sun, and in the morning we will remember them. And of course what goes on between the going down of the sun and the morning is sleep, mm -hmm. and we sleep in death and uh, we're awaiting the, the trumpet call to life. So all of these wonderful symbols and Christian uh, aspects are found for us on Remembrance Day. And I hope that the listeners who might uh, pause for a minute at 11 a.m. tomorrow, or even better if they're attending a ceremony, will better appreciate that we have a hope in Christ and that that's been put right front and centre into the uh, the commemoration on Remembrance Day each year.
Wonderful, uh, David. Uh, thank you so much for sharing on that because uh, it's so important. We can draw so many lessons out of uh, out of this. I mean, as you pointed out, uh, I um, picture already, you know, uh, fields, you know, big fields of poppy, you know, in my country and red ones, you know, which again has mm-hmm. a significance, you know, that red color probably mm-hmm. that was chosen, you know, with so much blood shared, you know, for freedom and for, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's a lot mm-hmm. of uh, significance there in um, in those things, what you said. I just wonder, David, before you go, and I may ask you to have uh, a prayer, if you don't mind, yes. uh, but I yes. wonder if uh, anybody here in the studio may have a comment on this. Um, what's what's your uh, um, take on what David shared and uh, in regard, yeah. Oh, yeah, know me. Wonderful, David. It was just, just so, some things that I knew and others that I didn't know. I particularly loved how you talked about the reverse of Anzac Day and Remembrance Day of the, the bugle call. I didn't know that. And that mm. at the last post mm. to sleep is first and then there's a minute silence, then the rousing mm. call. And it made me think of Revelation where it says when Jesus is coming back, there is, um, there is silence in heaven. And uh, that gives yeah. us the idea yeah. that um, there's silence in heaven because everybody has come, all of the angels and Jesus have cu- actually come down to to wake us from our sleep if we are in in the grave or those that are alive to mm-hmm. to meet yeah. him in heaven. So that was that's wonderful, like you say, the sim- symbolism in these these days that are so important of remembrance, yes. the symbolism of Christ and him yes. dying and then him coming back. Thank you. Wonderful, yeah. Eric? Yeah, and it's wonderful to hear the Christian aspect of it. Um, and I think that, um, you know, I'm glad you brought up Remembrance Day because I think in a busy world a lot of people forget to sort of stop and to think about that and to listen to that and in such a busy world. But uh, so such wonderful. And, and good on you, David, for what you're doing out there in the schools and reminding the, mm. the pupils of this and keeping the history going of what actually happened back mm. there. And the young ones, yeah. as you said, Eric, uh, because uh, so many things, they are bombarded with so many things, you know, uh, but some important uh, things like your culture, your history, your uh, some beautiful things, as David is always sharing with us on uh, here on uh, Faith FM. Thank you so much, David. Anything else before I'm asking you to uh, to say a prayer? Oh, just one final point, and that is that if you look carefully at the red poppy, you will see the cross right in the middle of it. Mm. And once again, it's part of the revelation that God gives to us through the book of nature. Mm. You know, God is very intentional in many things, you know, but we, many times we don't have eyes to see, you know. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, Naomi, one point. Uh, Naomi, you just want to say yes, something, and David. If you are up at handoff at all this week, I know, um, I was up there and somebody has crocheted a beautiful, waterfall of poppies that's uh, up there um, and uh, with the remembrance um, to do with John McRae as you as you told us David oh, oh that will be nice to visit Handor um, then uh, this weekend and um, yeah look look to that um, uh, my dear friend listening today uh, you may have a thought send us a text message to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. David, would you like to, to just say a prayer for uh, uh, for this particular day and those people being remembered? Yes. Our Father, we give thanks for all of those who have willingly given themselves, even unto death, in order to secure the peace, the freedom that we take for granted. May we never forget their sacrifice. But above all, may we remember the sacrifice of Jesus, the Prince of Peace, And our heart's longing is that everyone in this world will turn in faith to him in repentance to receive him as Saviour and Lord. 
so that we can learn to love our enemies and learn the art of war no longer. And so I pray for each one of the listeners. May you speak to each one, especially on Remembrance Day. May they be challenged as to where they stand with you. What is their eternal destiny? Are they ready? Uh, heaven forbid, but the day will come sooner or later. Are they ready for death? And so, Father, I pray for each one of the listeners that even as they look at the beauty of creation, the wonder of the cosmos, that they will sense that you are there as creator, as saviour and redeemer. So I commit to you, each one of our listeners now, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you so much, David. May God bless you. Uh, As you are continuing to share these important uh, things, David, uh, God bless you. Looking forward to see you back here in the studio. Very good. Okay, take care. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And we're very uh, thankful to the support of uh, uh, Adventist World Radio. They're doing a marvelous job all around the world, and we are also able to broadcast uh, with their help. Back here in the studio with uh, uh, Eric Hoare and uh, uh, Naomi Hanbury. I'm not sure if I messed it up, Naomi, but uh, I'm I'm trying, you know, (laughs) but it's good to have you with us here in the studio today. We are talking about some uh, very interesting things. Uh, The whole week we look at these uh, big questions about uh, biblical characters, and we even put these words here, perverse people. Um, We talk about King David, uh, Solomon, uh, Samson. Thomas, and we are going to talk about Peter uh, today. And we, we are going to ask this question, Eric, let me come to you now. Um, do the believers ever fail? <laughs> well, when you look through the Bible and see um, the speakers and uh, those that it's recorded about, there are many, many times that uh, you'd wonder why things are put in there about some of these uh, Christian people in the Bible. It, it blows your mind. And tonight uh, with Peter, I I look at Jesus' selection of his disciples and you've got to wonder why on earth he would select such a, a wide, vast, a group of men like this when he had the learned, all those learned around him, those that had done the theology, those mm. that had done all the study, and yet he picked those that were fishermen and tax collectors and doctors. He picked a vast range and it blows my mind to see who Jesus chose. And I think he chose them for a really good reason, and mm. that is that, that you know, they go through life uh, and they can relate to other people that they've been brought out of. I mean, when you look at Peter, uh, he was his original name was actually Simon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and often he's called in the Bible Simon Peter. Uh, but, you know, I always thought that Jesus met Peter, I always thought he met him on the Sea of Galilee when Jesus called him. But the Bible actually says that he had actually met him Jesus before. Uh, and that is found in John 1, 41 to 42, where it says, The first thing Andrew, who, who was Peter's brother, did was to find his brother Simon and tell him we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought 
he brought Simon to Jesus. Simon looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cepheus, which is translated Peter. Mm. So here he's actually met Jesus before Jesus actually called him. And so um, Jesus changed his name from Simon to Peter. Uh, and Peter and his brother Andrew were fishermen on the Sea of Galilee. You know, they're the first two disciples called. Peter was actually the first one called out mm. of them all. Mm. And in fact, if you ever read in the Bible about the disciples grouped together, always in the Bible, Peter is mentioned first. Mm. And every single time that they talk about, why did he do that? Did he list him because um, of his zeal, his energy, or his absolute devotion to to Christ? Uh, but he, he, he names him first. And when he saw Peter and Andrew and Matthew, he said unto them, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And they left straight away their nets and followed him. It's a big ask, you know, to walk away. He was actually in business mm. because it tells us in Luke 5 and 10 that Peter and his brother Andrew were fishing partners with James and John. They actually said they were partners. Mm, mm. They were like in a little business yes, there. Yes. And yet he, he drops everything. Isn't that like us when God calls us to mm. follow him, mm. that we give away that we give away the things that we kind of attach to. Yeah. We have to leave those things. But they did it straight away. For yeah. me, it took ages. Yeah, and I to hope that away. I hope that we do that actually, because uh, mm. these days it's so um, casual, you know, to to just be a follower of Christ to say, "Oh, I believe in Jesus." But it's important when you are called to follow Jesus, like as you said about Peter, that um, involves a uh, lots of things, and no wonder uh, that Jesus first, before even called him. Uh, change his name or call him like uh, Kepha or uh, like a pebble Yes, uh, because probably Jesus saw in that pebble a lot of work to do, you know, to be shaped nicely and uh, um, yeah, we, we know a lot about people, people uh, Peter in the Bible, how he uh, said many times one thing, but uh, he was acting in a different way, but Jesus knew what he can become and Simon was actually uh, the meaning of Simon biblically in the in the Hebrew was a listener mm-hmm. but he was now he's become a, like a rock like yeah, you know a yeah. small pebble you're yeah. right um, and and he originally actually was like Andrew's brother was actually originally a disciple of of uh, John the Baptist uh, and it's interesting that um, uh, Peter and his brother, you know, fishermen of the sea, the first two, two disciples to follow Jesus, and uh, he was married. Mm, uh, it mm. tells us that uh, Jesus actually healed his mother-in-law. Mm. So he was actually a married, but it doesn't mention whether he had children, but he did have a wife. Yeah, and, and probably he was, um, you know, this is difficult to say not to misinterpret certain things, but maybe he left he left uh, even his family in this regard that was because he was provider for the family, you know, with the business uh, and he left everything and he followed yeah. Jesus mm. must have a lot of faith mm. in uh, in the power of God, of Jesus to to do all these things, because these days we don't really take those steps so easily. We are more interested in uh, how secure we can be with our life and so on. I thought, uh, Naomi, you were going to say something. Mm. I was going to say that's so interesting, Eric, because I know there's a quote which is um, 
God doesn't call the qualified. Yes. He qualifies the call. Mm. Exactly. And um, with reading about Peter this week uh, in preparation, I really noted that um, if he had have been someone perfect and everything was right, well, there'd be no example for us. We'd think, oh, well, I can't do that. But we see that when he took his eyes off Jesus, mm. he started to drown when he mm. walked on the water. We know that he denied Jesus thrice or three times mm. and that he's just like us. So that really helps us to know if we look to Christ we can we can do those things, and like you mm. said, he was inconsistent. Mm. He would do one thing and then another, but Jesus knew his mm. heart. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. It's interesting. To, yeah, I call him a rough diamond. You know, <laughs> rough diamond. Some of those, you know, turn out to be the best and zeal for God. And but you know, people, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. That sometimes you can see just a pebble, but you don't know if you go in Copperpedi, for example. <laughs> sometimes you can see. Oh, that's just a little. But it could be very valuable thing if you um, work it properly, you know. And I think what, that's what that's Jesus, what Jesus was doing. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what it. Jesus saw, eh? When he looks at us, yes. he sees that pebble, doesn't he? That yeah. rough, you know, that interesting thing. Well, that's yeah. why they say you should never judge a book by the cover. So we, we should also look to people that might, actually, they might just need encouragement like Peter did. And you never know what amazing seeds, as David said, will grow from that, from mm. just encouraging them and, exactly. and, you know, maybe watering them and feeding them. Mm. Yeah, that's right. It's the Holy Spirit's work, isn't it, mm. that uh, that carries that work through. But it's interesting about Peter, and when you look in the New Testament, Peter shows up all over the place. Mm. He's everywhere mm. in the New Testament. You know, it was Peter objected to having his feet washed, but later agreed And John. It was Peter who cut off the ear of the servant of the high priest and John. It was Peter who noticed the withered figure tree in Mark, and Peter was one of the three who witnessed the transfiguration of Christ in Mark, and Peter saw the vision of the sheep filled with all kinds of animals, and herein lies the paradox of Peter. One minute he was saying and doing the right things, and then suddenly his humanity would actually jump to the fore, and uh, mm. and uh, that's why uh, it's interesting. With Peter, he kind of says things, you know, he jumps out with it, and even rebukes Christ uh, a couple of times in the Bible, which is interesting. So let's have a look at one of those times mm-hmm. uh, in Luke uh, chapter twenty-two, verse thirty-one. We read of Jesus warning Peter of a danger that lay ahead of him. So Jesus actually warned Peter. He said to him, he told him, Simon, Simon, goes back to his name. Behold, Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And you, when once you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. And Peter in verse 33 makes a strong statement. But he said to him, Lord, I'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death. And we all know that Peter denied the Lord three times that very night. In verse 34, we read that Jesus told Peter, I say to you, Peter, the cock will not crow today until you have denied three times that you know me. So the, uh, the question is this. Does God allow failure? Mm. You know, mm. does he permit it? Is there a purpose in failure? What did Jesus pray for for Simon That's when, si- when Satan tempted him? What did he pray for? He prayed, for, he said, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And once you have turned back again, you will strengthen your brothers. Yeah, so interesting that uh, Eric, uh, you mm. you said that uh, Jesus was calling by uh, him by the first name, you know, yes. uh, Simon, Simon, mm. which you just said that means uh, a listener, yes. almost like Jesus was saying, 
listen, listen, <laughs> you know, yeah. are you listening? Because what you're going to do or say uh, may not be a very wise thing, you know, are you listening what I'm saying? Because that's what many times we are, um, and I'll use that word again, we are very casual Christians that we go to church, we hear a good sermon, but are we really hearing what Jesus is uh, wanted to 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 tell us because Jesus was trying to warn him mm. um, and mm. uh, yeah as he says I'm praying to God that you will be protected because the enemy it's on you you know he will uh, he will attack that's why I like what Jesus did he went into he rose early in those quiet hours and he went into the mountains mm. to talk to his father to have power that's right to have the power yes. and we often um you know, we want to have the power, but we don't necessarily want the presence of God. But that's what, when Peter looked to Jesus, that's when he didn't fail. God mm. knows we will fail, mm. but he will be there to lift us up when we, but we have to invite him in. Yeah. And that's right. what, and that's yep. what Jesus prayed for, didn't he? For his faith. He didn't pray that Peter should not fall into temptation. Mm-hmm. But that when he did fall, his faith in God's perfect love would not fail him so that even when Peter reached the rock bottom, the bottom of the pit of failure, he would confess, God still loves me. And that is faith. And that is a confession we must always have in our lips and our hearts, no matter how low we may have sunk or fallen, that God still loves us just as we are. Yes. And I met a lot of people when we're doing Bible study who say, you know, oh, look, I'm trying so hard. I'm trying so hard to follow God, but I'm finding that, you know, I'm, I'm falling all the time. I find I'm going back to some of the old ways, you know, and, um, it's interesting in our group with the, with our folks that we have a regular group, but we have ones who sort of are in darkness and they come back. They come back. It's like they found the light again. Mm-hmm. And when they're out there and staying away from studying the word of God, it's almost like the, 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 the old self is there and they're not happy and they get involved with all sorts of arguments and things. But when they come back, they say, this is where I need to be studying the word of God. Amen. I know God loves me mm-hmm. and you know, we're constantly praying for them. This is their family of God outside of their world family. And they really appreciate that. And it's lovely to see them come back. Alcoholics we have in our group. Yeah. We have people on drugs and all sorts of things. But when they come back, we're overjoyed. It's like, you know, the angels are singing here yes. when they're back there again. And Peter felt the love of God. He, he, he knew what he had done and denied Christ three times, mm. even though he was so strong at the beginning. But God still loved him. Yes. And didn't let go of his and, hand. And God loves us. God loves you, my dear friend. Uh, whatever. Uh, you know, you may think I, you're not worthy. You may done some things. Uh, you know what? It's only one prayer away. God is one prayer away. You just need to pray to God and allow the Holy Spirit to work in your heart to convince you of your uh, status, you know. Mm-hmm. And you just need to say, God, Jesus, take me yes. as I am and mold me and change me and God will never let you down. Well, look at the thief on the cross. Yes. I mean, right at that moment, he turned mm. and said, Lord, remember me. Yes. And, and you see the great deceiver, the devil wants us to think we're not good enough, you've, you've, you're have you an alcoholic or you've all the different strife that we can get into when we turn left instead of right. But, but if we just look to Jesus, because he says, you know, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hear my voice and let me in, I will come in and sup with him because he's a gentleman. He's not going to just pound his way in there. He's going to actually wait for us. And so it's really important for us to know there's nothing, none of our sins can ever 
be bigger than God's glory. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, we are going to take a short break. My dear friend listening today, don't go anywhere. Please stay with us here on Faith FM uh, Drive Time BQ&A on uh, our um, channel. And we'll be back with you because uh, we want to give you a, a free book today, a wonderful book. We'll just give that uh, code to you after the break. But right now, a pretty song here, Never Lost.
Welcome back. This is Peter FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and uh, with us in the studio here it's uh, Eric Hor and uh, Naomi. We are looking at this question today. Uh, do the believers ever fail? Eric was just sharing with us uh, about Peter. What a character! And uh, as Naomi also commented on that, I mean, we we are uh, we can put ourselves in the picture and we can learn a uh, lots of things. But we promised before the break that we are coming now with uh, a book which we have prepared for you and that book it's called Have You Ever Been Lost? This is a wonderful book by uh, Chris Holland and uh, Naomi I wonder if you could just share a little bit about that book. Mm. Yeah well it, it's really about actually yeah that question the title Have You Ever Been Lost and I know like yesterday I could give you an object lesson. I was driving back to my hotel and it said the little lane that I have to turn down, but do you know I couldn't find it? And I must, I was talking on the phone to my brother and I must have gone around the block. Well, I did. I went around three times and I suddenly realized because I wasn't concentrating and really looking at the NAVSAT, um, the navigation that I had come in from the opposite side of the, t- of the city. And so instead of it being on my left, it was actually on the right. Mm. And I was looking the wrong way. So it's really about we can all get lost and we all are lost Mm. unless we look to Christ like we said about Peter. Um, So we often take the wrong turn. Nothing looks familiar because it didn't look familiar to me, but I was actually not paying attention. I was distracted. Um, So it's inevitable then that we have, you know, a level of anxiety increases dramatically um, because we know we are lost. Like Peter knew when he denied Christ, he knew that he'd he'd done it. He knew immediately when he Mm. heard that the the rooster crow, he knew that. So in the Bible, we often find hope that because we are the wanderer, we are the restless soul. But there is the assurance that there is, even though there's so much uncertainty, there is an assurance that we can actually have life eternal if we look to God. So in this book, which is written by um, the Canadian uh, speaker, director um, and writer, Chris Holland, it's a perfect gift if you want to give to a, a friend, maybe a friend who's facing a really big challenge mm. in their life, or maybe even even yourself. Um, it was it's, it's very well written and it's based on Luke 15 and The Desire of Ages, which is a wonderful book, which is all about the life of Christ. And it's actually in the Library of Congress in America. Mm. Um, so that's wonderful, powerful message. And the last paragraph of the book says, and I'll just read a little bit of that to finish off. You may have been away from him and not known it. You might be in a church but feel lost. You might have intentionally walked away from Jesus or maybe you've even denied him. The promise of Jesus is that he will take you back. Though you've been lost, he will restore you. All of heaven will have a celebration when Jesus ultimately brings us home to be with him and we are forever safe because the Father will be waiting for you with open arms. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Naomi. The number where you can send us a text message, it's 04888-80811. And the code is SA143. Naomi, if you have the number um, ready, would you like to say the number? Because some people may struggle with my accent, but uh, I will say it again uh, a bit slower. No, the number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Yeah, zero four triple eight eight zero eight. Double one. Double one. You know, yep. people say the number differently, they and do. Uh, but I, but I, like I do it this it, way. You can remember. It. Yes, but my friend, don't miss out this book. This is your last opportunity today to have the book. The code is SA one four 
three. And we thank to all those people who already request the book. Uh, thank you, Jack and Vince and uh, who else uh, requested this uh, book just quickly. Uh, there are a few people here. There are even some anonymous, which is okay. Miss Lane, Miss Lane or Darren, June, who else? Well, who I know else? listening in Perth, my friends, I know that Joe and Beck are listening and I'm yeah. assuming they're going to put the code in because they love reading. And I especially want to shout out to Delphia, my very, very good friend who's actually in a harvester at the moment, harvesting wheat with her friends and they are listening in their calves. So hello, Delphia and uh, hello, Joe and Beck. I will say hello too. And I can see already a um, message come, coming up oh, there. Joe. <laughs> She's got the book. Good it was one, very Joe. quick. Oh, well done. Well done. <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much, everyone, uh, requesting this book. Again, uh, the, the book is called Have You Ever Been Lost? And the uh, code for uh, this book uh, is uh, SA143. All right, time is going going fast, uh, Eric, and we have a lot of fun here today in the studio. Uh, Naomi brings a bit of extra vibe here. Uh, but I'm coming back to you, Eric, uh, because we're asking uh, this uh, question today about one of the characters in the Bible, Peter. Do the believers ever fail? Mm. Interesting as we, uh, there's so many things we could choose about Peter's uh, story. Uh, such a wonderful life, uh, full of faith and, uh, and learning for him. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Peter walked on water. Who could say? Only Jesus could say he walked on water. No human had except mm. Peter. And yet we look at that as a failure. Yet he walked on water till he lost his focus. But, you know, he was successful in his faith. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I never thought of that. Yes. We look and at him as a failure, but he yes. wasn't. No. But he's not, no. And uh, it's interesting here when Peter was uh, strongly rebuked by Jesus. Quite interesting in Matthew 16, Jesus asked the disciples, Why do men say that... I, the Son of Man, am, and Peter correctly knew who Christ was. You were the Christ, the Son of the living God. And to me, when I think of that, it wasn't human knowledge that told him that. It was spiritual discernment for that Christ praised him. But shortly after Christ praised Peter, Peter felt he needed to rebuke Jesus for saying he would suffer and die. In Matthew sixteen twenty-two. It says Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. And in return, Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. You're an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men, verse 23. And Satan means adversary or accuser. Jesus strongly corrected Peter, Mm. telling him that his mind was not focused on the things of right. God at that point. Yes, that, that's a very good point. Can, yeah. Sometimes we can get angry with mm, God mm. Uh, with things that we prayed for and things turn out differently, but God's got it all in hand. But we want to, we don't see things spiritually the way God sees them. And, he's, and we can accuse God of being hateful. We see that all the time in the world today when something happens and they blame God. Yeah. And the, it actually turns people away from Absolutely. God. I've seen it happen. Yeah. I've seen people lose children and, and can't, uh, and I've never lost a child. I've got four children. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I would react if I lost a child. Mm. I know how I would feel. Um, but I know that I've seen people turn away from God. Yes. And I know one lady in particular who child died 
when uh, many, many, many years ago, probably 20, 30 years ago, and she still blames God yeah. for that, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like answer. But here, Peter, um, you know, what happened to Peter? You know, like uh, Peter uh, in the Pentecost, it was Peter that actually stood up and and spoke. It was he that stood and preached, and uh, Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd, and he and he talked about, uh, he says, fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. Those who were there and heard his sermon were generally touched and asked what they should do since they realized they were responsible for the death of Jesus Christ. Peter powerfully called them to repentance and to be baptized and receive the Holy Spirit. So here we find Peter standing up in a crowd and he is, he is for Jesus. He's learned through his past experiences. And when we fail, we become a, we learn from those failures. That's the whole point. It helps our faith to grow. If we don't step out in faith, our faith will not grow. You know, when I stepped out to be a literature evangelist with no nothing in the bank and uh, and children and um, stepping out to go door to door selling Christian books and that, my friends around me thought I was mad. But through stepping out in a faith, I think that was the closest I've ever been to God. Was when we do that, and when Peter walked on water, I'm sure he was he felt so close to God. He was looking at Jesus. And then when his focus shifted from Jesus to the big waves, to the problems around him, that's when his faith started to fail. What a great lesson for us today as we wait for Jesus to come, to keep our eyes focused on Jesus. Yes. You know, to hold his hand, you know. It's very important to do Mm. that. So important. That was great, Eric. And it reminds me of my father who was an orchardist and a missionary. He often said, like, if you came to his garden and saw his lemon tree and you wanted a mango and you were disappointed it's not a mango tree it's a lemon tree so we often think well how come children die and get cancer and we have to remember that this world is not heaven Mm. this world belongs to the great deceiver and people forget that they because they forget there is a devil and the devil loves that that people don't but some people don't believe in the devil so if we remember this is world is not our home this is not heaven that, that we have to remember that that jesus is the person is the being that will save us, and that this is not this is not uh, heaven. Very good point, uh, Naomi. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, wonderful. I'm just um, uh, looking at some messages there, and uh, I can see that one of our listeners, I think, forgot to put the code. Uh, and I'm reminding again that the code for the book today it's S A one four three. Is that's that Delphia? That's yes, my friend Delphia. Yes, so Delphia, yeah. you need to put the code as well as text. So text the code, no no spaces. Yes, um, in that code. Yes, one hundred and forty three. That's the code. S A stands for South Australia, and then one hundred and forty three. Put that code in because otherwise, our friendly robot he's not as uh, wise as we think, <laughs> and he may not understand <laughs> <He's only laughs> everything, right. but he will take you through. Yes. All right. Well, it's uh, interesting. Yes, go Nick. ahead, uh, Eric. It's interesting, Nick, that even though Paul was commissioned as the apostle sent to the Gentiles, it was actually Peter 
who was the first shown that Gentiles were now part of the church. He was actually criticized for Paul in the Bible for not eating mm. with the Gentiles. But then a few chapters later, we find that Peter is actually sitting there with the Gentiles and he was the one of the, he was a great help. Can I just read a little post that was on Facebook recently? And I think this is what talks about focusing on God that, that Peter learned through the walk on the water. Uh, it says, one day a man was crossing a bridge in life but was so scared he turned and asked God, can I hold your hand so I may not fall? God said, no, I will hold your hand. He asked, what's the difference? God replied, if you hold my hand and something happens, you might let go. But if I hold your hand, no matter what happens, I will never, ever let you go. Beautiful. Wonderful. May the Lord hold your hand tightly in all your ways. Amen. I think Amen. that's the difference, you know? It's learning to, isn't it? for Jesus to take our hands. Yes. And, and if we find ourselves in, uh, in our relationship with God, or we, we, may, we, we don't know mm. even where we are. We may be lost, as the book uh, which we have today will say. And Eric, I may ask you to just uh, present that book uh, once more before we closing. Uh, we have uh, we have that uh, book. Um, sure. uh, it's entitled. Let me read here. Have you ever been lost? Yes, um, I'm interested in the author, Chris Holland. You know, he wrote the book. He's written over 21 books, and one of them was Why Do Bad Things Happen to Mm -hmm. Good People, which is a very good book. Um, And uh, he used Luke, uh, I think it was Luke uh, 17. 15 for this Luke 15, thank you. Yes, talking about the the parables of the lost Mm -hmm. he went through. And in the Bibles, there's two roads. There's two ways to go. And uh, this book is excellent. It's outside of the Bible. My next favorite book is Desire of Ages. And it talks and uses extracts from Desire of Ages, a beautiful book talking about Jesus' love for the lost. So as you were saying with your GPS, you know, sometimes we can get off track, but what this book does is it brings us back on track and uses the verses to say, hey, look, even when you're lost, Jesus is there for you. He will show you the way. He will direct and find you. And he's looking for you all the time. He never Wonderful. gives up. Wonderful. Mm. And my dear friend, don't miss this opportunity to have this book. Uh, you just need to send us a text message uh, with the code SA143. The number where you can send the messages, it's zero four. Triple eight eight zero eight double one. Eric, we have a few minutes left here. I wonder if in uh, like three, four minutes, if you could wrap it up. Sure. Um, and then we'll come with the, just a takeaway uh, thought, you know, uh, from each one of you here yeah. and uh, conclude this program. Well, Peter's example, we're talking about Peter's life tonight. It's a real inspiration for us. Peter was faithful. He was obedient. He grew in humility. Uh, he was able to admit when he was wrong. He was able to change. And I think that's a big thing, being uh, able to change. It would appear that at times Peter struggled to be righteous and allowed his humanity to get the better of him. In spite of that, Peter was able to overcome. And he was used by God to become a powerful leader in the early church. And Christ knew what kind of person Peter was from the very first Beginning, the humble begins of calling them as a fisherman. Mm. Uh, he knew Peter's potential, and he knows the potential in each of us. And he knew that in spite of all the rash things Peter might do, that potential was there. He saw that little gem in that rock. And do you think it's any less for us? The life of Peter can serve as an inspiration to us, an encouragement to us. And so 
This is the lessons I think we learn. Everyone fails sometimes, even key Christian leaders. God understands that everyone fails. God forgives us when we fail. God corrects us when we fail. God expects us to learn from our failures, but God always loves us. Wonderful. That's very important. Yeah, thank you so much, uh, Eric, for sharing with us uh, today. And thank you, um, uh, Naomi, also for your input. I wonder if you have... um, Maybe uh, just a thought, a take-away uh, uh, message, and maybe an, an encouragement again for mm. our listeners. Yeah, well, what is wonderful, thank you, Eric, what I take away from this wonderful study that you've done today is that we are all sinners, we're all failures, and uh, but if we're with Christ, if we have our hand in His, then we, when we fall, it'll be very easy for us to be picked up. If you think about someone who's fallen into the water, um, if they're a long way from shore, it's much harder for um, the lifesavers to go and, and rescue them. So I would encourage the listeners to every morning spend that quiet time in prayer, reading the Bible. If you if you don't if you're not a reader, you can you can get so many apps now. You can listen to books. You can also um, you can get the Desire of Ages and listen to that, or you can listen to the Bible. But if you draw close to Jesus, when you fall, it's much easier to to get back to Him. If you're a long way from Him, um, the darkness is there, and we just think that we can't we can't come back to Him, and we get uh, discouraged. So take that time, that special hour in the morning, even if you. You know, just get up maybe 15 minutes earlier, even if it's just a Bible text you're going to read, because we know that the devil flees from us when we quote scripture, because that is the living word of God. And if we memorize scripture, that's very powerful as well. I just wonder too, Nick, if, um, if God um, has got a name for each one of us different. Mm. If he called change Simons to Peter, what is he calling us? We've got our earthly name. I just wonder if God's got a heavenly name for us. That's a wonderful thought, uh, Eric, and yes. I'm, I'm now very curious to <laughs> to know. Maybe yes. I need to ask Jesus, <laughs> yes. and definitely Jesus will tell us, you know. Yes. But, you know, we may need to find out, actually. I, I in, actually read somewhere, yes. and I'm just new to this, so I was only baptized last year, so I know that I think that we do get different names when we go mm. to heaven, but uh, maybe one of our listeners can, yeah. yes. can text in what mm. they know. But I do remember reading that somewhere, but I don't remember where. And it's, mm. it's also important to identify yourself, you know, to mm. think mm. if people look at you, mm. what do they think about you? How they, would they call you? Mm. Would they call you, uh, I don't want to say all the names now, mm. but will you call you a deceiver? Will you call you a mm. liar? Will you call you a um, wonderful man or woman? You know what I mean? Yes. Sometimes uh, we are not recognized by the name given us to uh, on, on the birth certificate, yeah. but we could mm-hmm. be recognized by the name which people like to call us mm-hmm. because maybe representing something. Yes. You're right, Eric. Uh, we may have different names. Mm. Mm. And I'm just thinking too, you know, when you were talking about the thief on the cross, Interesting that when Jesus was dying, two thieves, one on each side, rough in life like uh, Peter, they looked at Jesus, they heard what he said, and I, I bet you they were thinking he's going to start swearing. Mm. You know, he's going to start cursing those that have killed him. One thief saw what Jesus, how Jesus reacted to the people around him and said, forgive them for they know not what they do. Wonderful. One looked at him, saw his character and changed. The other one saw everything, mm-hmm. same as the other thief. Mm-hmm. Same two eyes saw yes. the same thing. Yeah. He didn't change. 
Today, you've got a choice, listeners, in life. Which will you choose? Mm, and to soften your heart. That was the yes. difference. One let the Holy Spirit in and the other didn't. Amen. Because they saw the same thing. Yes. Amen. Well, we looked uh, for the whole week to some very big characters in the Bible, like King David, Solomon, mm. uh, the wisest uh, man on earth, a, a part of Jesus, and uh, Samson, one of the strongest men, you know, uh, probably whoever lived, who knows. And uh, we talked about Thomas. And today, Peter, we may be one of these uh, characters, uh, and I hope that uh, we will allow God to to change our. We have a, probably yes, a message coming Delphia through. Delphia, who's my friend in Perth, she has sent us something, and it says, um, <clears throat> Revelation 2.17, To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone and the stone, a new name written, no man knoweth, saying that he, that he receiveth it. Oh, it's Amen. good to have friends, you know, to, it is good to have friends, Delphia. I love you, Delphia. Thank you. Well, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for uh, sharing today. Our time is up. Uh, thank you, my dear friends, uh, listening today. Uh, please uh, join us again uh, next time because we are going to move into a, a different um, topic, uh, the Bible, spirituality and physical health. And we are going to start with questions, to ask questions like, uh, are health principles really part of biblical religion? We'll have a wonderful lady with us uh, the whole week as a co-host, Lindy Sparing. uh, And join us. Don't uh, miss these programs. And we'll have Naomi also, uh, (coughs) at least on next Friday, probably some other days uh, if you are available. I'm going to be out briefly up in Strathalbum where they're actually starting a program called The Maker Heals. Wonderful. Our time is up. May God bless you, my dear friend, and uh, looking forward to hear from you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.